Welcome back to the Vanguard Athletics Podcast Network. This is the Coach's Corner, where we talk to various coaches on the Vanguard Athletics staff about their time here at Vanguard and their seasons. I'm joined, as always, here by Jeff Melton, and Jeff was able to talk with our head men's soccer coach, Randy Dodge. Uh, how did that go? How was your conversation? Yeah, we, 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 we got it to work with his schedule. It's a nutty week right now with them preparing for the national tournament. We caught him right before they went to the airport to fly out to Indiana. So you'll hear us reference a couple times in there, uh, talk about the games. You guys at home might be listening to this after those outcomes are already decided. <laughs> but uh, so much of it is just focused on their season as a whole and the transformation of what's going on in the in the program and just some of the tragedies this team has fought through yeah, and yeah. just the growth that, that has occurred, not only this season, but you know, just under um, Coach Dodge's tenure here at Vanguard as a former athlete himself, being director of soccer for many years, taking you know um, a relatively unknown sport in the Vanguard realm. You know, at that time, it was basically basketball, baseball, and you know our, our pre-existing history with track and field mm-hmm. and wrestling, and you know soccer. Now, nationally, Vanguard carries some weight around the country oh, absolutely. And, on both sides, and so much of that is because of him. There's just a tremendous amount of banners hung out on that field that are because of him and his leadership and his vision for this school and the, and the program. So it's been such a great season. You know, they had the the goal of winning the conference for another year and on top of the table. And they were right there with mm-hmm. two games to go in the mix and kind of just fell short a little bit of that goal. But, you know, snuck into the national tournament with a couple new rules, which uh, Coach Dodge will walk us through here in a second. Yeah. So great time there. Yeah, so um, yeah, I'm glad you're able to have a good conversation. Once again, Randy Dodge, one of the, the legends here on our campus, and super glad that you guys will be able to listen into this conversation with Jeff Melton and head coach of the men's soccer program, Randy Dodge. All right, we're here with uh, head men's soccer coach, Randy Dodge. So welcome to the podcast, uh, Coach Dodge. First time uh, in here with us. So you guys, uh, as people are listening to this, you're about to take the field for your opening round matchup out in Indiana. So uh, last time we went to Andy, Indiana for a national championship game, we had a lot of success there. So I'm sure you're hoping to repeat that run you had back in 2014. Was that it? You know, super excited. It was 2015, <laughs> and 2015, you yeah. know, we love we we love the state of Indiana, <laughs> even uh, with the weather and everything they bring to. Uh, the table. Um, just super excited for this group of men to be able to, uh, you know, represent our university, represent our conference. Um, you know, we went uh, 12 and six in this this year, and uh, with a young squad. Um, but what people don't realize is, of our six losses, um, we have six teams that are in uh, the national championship round, and. Uh, you know, of those six, uh, five of them were top 25 teams that we didn't get a result against. But, mm-hmm. you know, with Indiana Tech, we're hoping to get a result. Yeah. Uh, we're super excited to, just to be a part of it and uh, continue the run of success that we've had as a program. Definitely. So we had, uh, you know, high expectations coming into the season. Uh, all the coaches in the preseason selected us to finish once again on, at the top of the table. We were in that mix right into that final week um, and things like that. So, you know, looking back to where you were in August, you know, replacing a lot of big time players who graduated for us and kind of the, you know, what the group talked about wanting to accomplish this season you know h- how do you think that moved throughout you know august september october and now here you know with uh you know do or die 
time every time you take the field. Right, and and uh, we went on a big, huge trip where we played uh, number one, a uh, number two in the country, number five in the country. Didn't get the results. Didn't even play to the level that we were capable of. Really made us kind of uh, flip the script a little bit. Mm-hmm. We were one and two. We had one game before we went out there. Um, for this group to do what they've done and, and make a run to give us a chance with two games left mm-hmm. to be able to win a, a, a third conference championship uh, was a huge accomplishment. I know my guys aren't looking at it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, went on an Arizona trip uh, just before that last weekend and won two huge overtime games against Arizona Christian and Ottawa and obviously the Ottawa game being our last game, being down 3-0, coming back to win 6-5 in <laughs> overtime is something in my 30-year career that I've, I've never seen before. Yeah. But, you know, the boys really rallied around. But then, you know, we come in, we host Menlo, who is an incredible team and had great results all year. And, you know, to not play very well in that regard and end up tying them for second in conference was, was a was a bitter pill mm-hmm. and uh, for us to get an opportunity uh, to represent uh, the GSAC as an at-large team is, is pretty big. Yeah. So um, you're no stranger to the national tournament. You've been there on the men's side and the women's side multiple times. You've been to the quarterfinal round on both sides. You know, as we move into this um, it's a little bit different this year with the three teams going to the opening rounds instead of, um, you know, the traditional two, uh, we're thankful in that regard to be that three seed, you know, in previous years, we would have been left on the outside looking in. But, you know, looking at this of having to play that two, three matchup on Friday and the less than 24 hours later kind of play again, that's that's untraditional to these guys and what they've accomplished through the season. So how kind of walk us through this new challenge that you guys are going to have to face here this week. Well, with any team that we've had over the last five or six years, uh, this is a team deep enough we'll be able to play two big-time games in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're pretty deep at each position. It is different, so you really don't know how the expectations are. Let's just win the first game. Let's see if we can actually play on Saturday type of mentality. Yeah. But when that's all said and done, if we can pull the results against Indiana Tech, who's a great team, to be able to play you know, one of the top seeds – uh, in Mobile, I think at the end of the day, you know, we're looking at some really positive things for us. And I, and I think this team's capable of getting uh, back, us back to the final side at Irvine. Yeah, so a lot of people might not uh, know listening there. The the national championship for uh, men's soccer is right here in Irvine at the Great Park. Tr- tremendous facility. We had the honor last year of being the automatic bid, kind of bypassed this whole opening round thing. This year that honor went to Westmont. Uh, for winning that regular season championship. Um, so, you know, kind of having to go the long route, but what does it mean to have the national tournament here in our backyard? You know, with Southern California being a pretty big hotbed for soccer just, you know, of all ages. Well, I think in the end, it, when you look at uh, being able to host an NAI national championships, which is one of, basically, we're, we're the one of the only West Coast of all the major sports to be mm-hmm. able to, host a national championship um i mean i look at even the round of 16 game that we had uh you know there were a ton of fans there um so many more than we're even at the final Mm -hmm. in years past i mean 
what people don't even realize is back, I don't even know, late late 2000s, Concordia and Azusa Pacific mm-hmm. were in the final. Mm-hmm. There were 50 people in the stands. And that was and, up in Fresno, right? Uh, no, that was actually out in uh, uh, Alabama. Oh, in Alabama. Okay. And, you know, back in Fresno, Masters uh, played against, I want to say maybe a, a Lindsey Wilson, uh, someone like that. But, you know, for us as a as a conference to be able to host is huge because mm-hmm. you know even Missouri Valley and Central Methodist when they played in the final there were 3 or 400 fans mm-hmm. and you have to say to yourself well realistically there was probably 50 fans that were for those universities mm-hmm. everybody else were just fans of the game mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference when you look across the country uh, where we're able to, if we can continue to host, which we have it for a couple more years, mm-hmm. that we're going to have those fan base. We're going to have those um, people that just love the game of soccer. And at the Division One, Division Two level, you know, that's big. Mm-hmm. And uh, for NAI to be able to do that is, is pretty important. Yeah, so, you know, kind of looking back uh, – as a player here back uh, in the Southern California college days and kind of where under your leadership Vanguard soccer has just kind of just jumped off the charts, you know, <laughs> what, what is it about where this university is right now? The, the, the direction of the athletic department, the growth of the whole university, the facility upgrades, all those things, the, you know, the partnerships with Nike and BSN and everything that's going on right now that's impacting just our ability to compete across the country with all these big time games that we fly out to in our in our preseason and things like that. Well, I think uh, our O four team uh, with uh, Lizard and Junior and Matt Hess, those guys back in O four who won us our first conference championship in the first the first one in the history of Vanguard, mm-hmm. um, we started to, to just kind of flip the script across the country. Mm-hmm. Vanguard started to becoming like, uh, okay, Vanguard's a player. And, you know, it took us a while. Um, you know, it, it, it took us a couple more years. We were in the national tournament on the women's side in 09 for the first time in their history. Mm-hmm. But in 2010, we had the best, one of the best teams in the country. And, you know, we were able to win our opening round and go back to uh, Orange Beach, Alabama and didn't play as well as we wanted to. Um, but you talked to all the coaches. We were one of the top two teams in the country and we just didn't pull the result back mm-hmm. then. And, you know, since then, um, you know, we've consistently been in the top 25. I think with with the partnerships that we've formed over the years and upgrading our facilities has been huge. It helps with recruiting. It helps with the fact that we just want to give our kids the best experience possible mm-hmm. um, day in and day out with training, with games, with, with playing these top-notch teams, you know, giving our kids an opportunity to play at the next level. And, you know, since that 2010, we still got like two or three kids that are playing professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a couple of kids even off of this squad that have an opportunity to, to play at the next level. Uh, with our older kids, but even our younger kids, you know, looking at them as as they continue to grow and become better, they're going to have an opportunity to play at the next level. And I I think at the end of the day, we want them to get their four-year education, Mm -hmm. but we also want them to, you know, fulfill their dream. Mm -hmm. And who who plays a sport as they go through uh, at a younger age doesn't want to be a pro, Mm -hmm. you know? Who doesn't want to do their job 
as their or do their dream as a job. Yeah, get get paid to exactly. to do something they've been doing since they were a little kid. Right, and something that are passionate and they love. Yeah, exactly. So you kind of reference it just the recruiting thing, you know, like. To you, Randy Dodge, what is a Vanguard soccer player? What makes someone stick out here on our pitch, you know, as a man, as a player, and things like that? Well, I think the biggest thing is 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 um, understanding our culture, understanding, you know, you have to have that love for Christ. You have to have an understanding of you're coming to a Christian university. We're going to represent the Lord with the things that we do and say and for the byproduct of that is is once they've bought into our program, they're going to be successful. And what we've seen over the years is guys that have bought in from their freshman year, mm -hmm. their sophomore year, junior year, so forth and so on, that they've been blessed. And mm -hmm. I think for us, we're always looking for um, hardworking players after the fact of having that relationship with Christ, but understanding our culture and, mm -hmm. and what we want in our program. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, you've seen it kind of mesh over the years of just kind of, you know, bringing in inter international guys and, you know, having the local California kids, bringing some guys, you know, from Arizona and the Oregon's things down there to combine together. But, you know, kind of going back through this season, um, you guys got hit pretty hard off the field in a lot of ways early on with just a lot of tragedies in in the lives of your guys and how how do you think that manifests itself throughout the season on the field, the way they competed, the way they pushed each other in training and things like that to form what seems like a deeper brotherhood on this team than we've seen in a few years, you know, just um, <clears throat> under, you know, with, with this coaching um, group with, with Shai and Chewie and yourself and Ali in, in that regard? Absolutely. I mean, it it comes down to the foundation of, you know, we're all about playing for the audience of one mm -hmm. and understanding the fact of with the tragedies that we've experienced, which in my 30 year career, I've never experienced what we've experienced this mm -hmm. year. And these guys have, have rallied around those young men, um, Archie and Blake, who have gone through some things that no one, no one expects to go through at a young age. Mm -hmm. And, to see them rally around that and, and help them through it. And in, in essence, understand that that could have been them mm -hmm. and it's not. And realizing that, you know what, life is bigger than the game. Mm -hmm. You know, God is bigger than life. God is bigger than the game and, and understanding having that foundation and, and love for one another. You know, we started uh, loving on our brother and loving on our teammate last year. Mm -hmm. And you just you just see that manifest itself so much more uh, when tragedy happens. Mm -hmm. And it just, if you have that foundation when those things come along, it, it just makes it a little bit easier. And it's never easy, but it, it, it just, it's great to see these young men grow up. And, and that's, that's hard. It's hard because you see more growth in tragedy than you do with success or mediocrity. Um, and you never want anybody to have to go through some of the things that we've gone through this year, mm -hmm. but to see how, how they addressed it, how they've gone about their business and, you know, to give ourselves an opportunity to play in a national championship, mm -hmm. you know, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, uh, just 
old adage you just got to want to you want to get into the tournament and then just let the um you know the the balls roll where they may so you know kind of positioning yourself back you know you're um we're about to depart for indiana Mm -hmm. um what's your favorite part of being on the road with the guys listen (laughs) and, and i'm in the meetings in kansas city figuring out who's in who's out and i'm just thinking to myself you know once we just you know, figured out that, you know, we're not large, we're in and things like that. I'm like, gosh, take another trip with this group of young men is, mm-hmm. is exciting. Mm-hmm. We take a trip every year and, and I think it's important for our program to be able to experience what it's like to travel, to fly, to, to be in vans, you know, just, just that camaraderie is, mm-hmm. is important. And, and I'm super excited when loser draw, um, to be able to take another trip with this with these young men, and this is something. These are memories that these guys are going to have the rest of their lives, because the majority of them aren't going to play mm-hmm. um, at the next level. They're going to play men's league, they're, mm-hmm. or they're not going to play at all. Mm-hmm. That's their decision. But they're always going to look back at these trips and and say to themselves, "Man, that was a great time." Mm-hmm. You know, for me personally, uh, being able to travel sometimes the postseason with you guys, you know been to all over the country for these national tournaments. You know, my top 10 memories here at Vanguard, I'd say at least five of them are just being on the road with the teams and high pressure, high stakes environments. And not all of those ended in wins or anything like that, but just there's something special about doing something for the first time. You know, it's different than going on the road for a conference game, you know, a little bit different than just a preseason thing where you've been there before and just kind of seeing a fresh environment. So uh, we thank you for visiting with us today. We wish you best of luck. A lot of people listening to this right now we'll know the result you and i in here don't but uh we're excited for what uh the direction vanguard soccer is taking under you and we appreciate you coming in today well i appreciate it as well thank you so welcome back here to the podcast studio where you were just able to listen to the conversation between jeff melton and head men's soccer coach randy dodge love the conversation love the heart that randy has for this program and for the sport uh, jeff you were able to sit down and talk with him and, and really kind of dive deep. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts after that conversation? You guys obviously have a long history, but after yeah. just chatting with him here in the, the studio, what are your, your kind of uh, takeaways on that? Yeah, Randy, he is such a passionate guy. Uh, he he loves his team dearly, and and that comes off on and how he coaches his, coaches them and the brotherhood and, and the way he develops his team. You know, you, you guys heard it of – they took a really big tumble earlier this year. Mm-hmm. When they went out there, they played some big boys out in the, the Midwest, some of those top-ranked teams, and did not get the results they wanted. And that's one of those things where a, a team can easily fold. You know, when, when you have these these lofty dreams, three games in, you're sitting one and two, uh, couldn't get, you know, the, the results on the field that they wanted, and then you're hit with all these tragedies right at that same time, you know. And so it's been so special just to see how – He's guided them through that. And then just the way these guys, they love each other and they have a joy on the field that not a lot of teams, you know, have around the country. And they, they truly love playing for each other. And with the amount of youth on that team and the, the, the competitive nature of them and how they've gotten through is just not a te- it's, it's a testament to to Randy and his staff with, you know, Jesus Miramontes and Shion Jahangiri as the um, goalkeeper coach. And then, you know, the leadership of Ali Maleka, you know, developing them on that side. But, you know, just the type of people that are that are a part of this program and the way that they're holding each other com- 
accountable and, and what these young men want to um, to show forth when, when their season's done and when their Vanguard careers are done. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. And uh, I'm glad you guys were able to listen into that. And then, uh, Jeff, glad you were able to recap it. So, uh, Jeff, go ahead and just tell everyone how, how you can share this and uh, just different things, that different ways for people to listen as well. Absolutely. So, remember, you can find it wherever podcasts are. So, that is SoundCloud. That is Stitcher. That is Apple Podcasts as well as the Google Play Store. So you can find it there. Uh, if you're listening to us um, you know, on Facebook or YouTube, we're glad you guys can uh, find it there. Be sure to just to tell your friends and your family about this. Uh, we just want to spread all the good things that the Lord is doing here at Vanguard University and just the way um, not only Mike and I's lives are being impacted of just getting these student athletes and these coaches together for about 15, 20 minutes a week, but uh, just the impact that uh, the holistic opportunity here of being at Vanguard is, is doing to all these people here. So thanks again for listening, and we will see you next week here on the Coach's Corner.